Hello, and welcome to PCB Chat, where we talk with experts across the printed circuit design, manufacturing, and electronic supply chain fields. I'm Mike Buto, Editor-in-Chief of PCDNF and Circuits Assembly. First, a word from today's sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Turnkey Pro from Sierra Circuits. What if you could source your components, upload your specs, and receive an instant quote in less than 15 minutes? What if your designs could be fabricated and assembled and delivered to your door in five days with a guarantee of zero defects? Then try Turnkey Pro from Sierra Circuits for your next design and use promo code PCBCHAT to receive $200 off your next order. Merger and acquisition activity took a bit of a breather last summer as COVID protocols kicked in, but it's really heated up since calendar flipped to 2021. My guest today has been involved in the printed circuit material industry for more than 40 years, and lately the M&A activity has been swirling around him as well. Bruce Mahler is Vice President and General Manager at Omega and Tyser Technologies. Both are part of Quantic Electronics, a newly formed company. We're going to break down what that means for printed circuit board engineers today. Bruce, welcome to PCB Chat. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure talking with you and uh, with your audience. Um, and as you said, it's been a, uh, a bustle of activity the uh, past six months and uh, maybe even even before uh, in terms of the M&A activity and uh, changes within the industry. At the end of last year, Arcline Investment Management, which is a private equity firm, acquired Omega Technologies. Let's start with Omega and how you got to where you are today. Omega Technologies was, was founded in 1983 uh, as an independent company manufacturing the Omega Ply embedded resistive product and run as a privately held company for all those years. A decision was made by the owner-president of the company, Alan Levy, in uh, late 2020 to, or I'm sorry, late in 2019, to look at uh, acquisition of the company for continuity of supply. Uh, Omega supplies the resistive foil to uh, many customers for many applications, and a big part of that is the military aerospace uh, industry. And a lot of the programs are long-term programs, multi-year programs, which is designed the technology um, uh, in things like ACER radar, absorber uh, applications, uh, uh, copper control parts, uh, heater elements, sal, a number of things. And so continuity of supply is very critical. Not only has it been supplied for decades, but for years uh, uh, forward, we want to make sure that Omega Ply was available and being supplied to the industry. So Alan decided, um, and again, late in uh, 2019, uh, to look at the uh, possible acquisition of Omega. And there were a number of uh, interested parties that uh, liked what they saw in our technology and, uh, and the direction we were headed. And ultimately, Arcline Investment in San Francisco decided that uh, Omega definitely fit within the charter of what they wanted to do and where they were growing and acquiring companies in the uh, electronics industry. And so in December of 2020, uh, acquired Omega Technologies, and uh, we became a Varkline. 
Now, Arcline formed in uh, early 21, a specialty uh, company, a components company called Quantic Electronics. And that is an umbrella organization of which Omega is a business unit, uh, along with a number of other recent acquisitions like Corey Microwave, PMI Microwave, Evans Capacitor. These are the, some of the companies that uh, make up the Quantic Electronics field. And the focus is in specialty components, that is the microwave, capacitive product, resistive products. There'll be others added to that, uh, that group as the uh, focus is, uh, is growth and acquisition. And recently, uh, last month, Quantic went out and acquired Tyser Technologies, the other maker of embedded thin film resistive products, uh, merging that with Omega Technologies, basically said, hey, this is the direction the market's going. This is ones that we want to be part of. And now we're a one happy family. Okay, we have the timeline. Um, let's talk about some particulars. And I'd like to start with the businesses themselves. So Omega, which... For listeners, if they don't know Omega, it's spelled O-H-M-E-G-A, which is a play on Ohm. Of course, that's as, correct. as Bruce said, makes embedded thin film resistive materials, uh, such as Omega Ply, which is very well known. And uh, so does Tyser. And my understanding is that both Omega Ply and Tyser's TCR product lines will continue to be manufactured. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Uh, we, When we acquired Tyser, one of the main commitments we had was, again, continuity of supply. Not only Omega Ply, but Tyser TCR has also been designed into a number of programs. And the customer base is looking, on, uh, looking at a continuity of supply, long-term supply situation. And so we're committed to manufacturing both the TCR sputtered thin film resistive product as we are manufacturing the Omega Ply plated thin film resistive uh, product. Uh, That is our commitment to the industry. Both are going to be continued and supplied. And quite frankly, this is where the mergers and acquisitions become very central. M&A, you know, acquiring Omega as Arcline did, now Quantic Electronics did, ultimately reaffirm the continuity of supply. Rather than being a privately held company with a uh, uh, owner president who was getting on in age, and when you start thinking about what happens in a year or two years or five years or 10 years down the road, users and major OEMs who've committed to the technology have to question, are they going to be there in five years or 10 years to continue supplying product for some of these very long-term programs uh, as many of the military aerospace programs are. So the acquisition, you know, by a, by a major multi-billion dollar investment company reaffirms that, hey, we are committed to continuing this technology. And exactly the same thing with Tyser. Tyser had gone through some difficult times. They were buying product from Materion. They did not make their own uh, sputtered foil, but bought it from Materion as a sputtered a supplier, Materion was getting out of the business. They, they told Tyser, hey, guys, we're not going to make it anymore. It kind of forced the issue with Tyser at the end of last year. And, and David Burgess, the president and owner of, of Tyser, had to make a decision to 
commit to uh, commit very important resources to continue manufacturing the product because of the commitment to the industry. And so he acquired the materion sputtering equipment as well as uh, the personnel and the facilities that go ahead and produce that product. It's in Connecticut. And so it's a, it's a big nut to go ahead and, uh, and acquire, but it was a commitment he made. So Quantic's acquisition of Tyser gives him the you know significant financial resources now to commit to that. And so we, as Omega, in taking over Tyser, have that same commitment. Now we have the financial wherewithal and the resources to commit to two operations, totally independent, one in Connecticut, one in Culver City, one making a sputtered resistive foil, one making a plated one, but committed to continue both operating sites, both technologies for the continuity of supply. So that merger and acquisition was a very significant positive step, and it was extremely well received by the industry. So how does Arcline plan to manage you? Are they known for being hands-on owners, or are they mostly passive? Arcline is not not known for hands-on. You know, Arcline is known to to evaluate very carefully uh, companies that really fit in their portfolio of of growth. You know, with a positive growth, positive EBITDA growth in in the business activity, and they they acquire companies they like because of how they're being run. So the last thing they want to do is impose themselves on those business units. They basically say, we picked you up, we acquired you because we like you. Go forth and continue that. And whatever you need in terms of financial support or technical support or market support or whatever you need to grow, to service the industry, you know, to open up new opportunities – that's what they're there for. So we're allowed to run as a separate and independent business unit, our own profit and loss statement. And But essentially, we're empowered to go ahead and grow our, our company. You know, And we know that we have larger resources that we can count on, uh, if, if need be, to go ahead and uh, uh, to promote growth and to assist us in those growth opportunities. So to me, it's a best of all possible worlds. They're saying, Guys, you're the experts on your business. Go ahead and run it. You're empowered to handle it, but we're always here for you if you need us for uh, technical support, financial support, resource support, whatever it is. And that's that's a, a wonderful feeling. It really is. Bruce, do you expect the distribution channels all to remain the same? Right um, after we were acquired by Arcline, you know, I hired a, a new director of sales and marketing, Lisa Wilhelm. Lisa Wilhelm is an industry veteran coming from TTM Technologies. And um, so she has given us a lot of uh, excellent direction in terms of our sales and marketing efforts. And uh, a lot of her experience has been significant as well. I, I will tell you, we, with the acquisition of Tyser Technologies, uh, David Burgess is uh, helping me. He's uh, kind of a senior advisor for a few months you know, in the sale. Um, Tom Sleesman, who is the director of sales and marketing of Tyser, now is a sales and marketing manager working uh, you know, with Lisa in developing uh, sales opportunities for both Omega and TCR. 
Right now, the distribution networks overseas, that is in Europe and in Asia and in other areas, um, will continue. We're not expecting any kind of disruption of those uh, distribution uh, networks. And if, if anything, we're adding more uh, distributors and distribution networks. We just put on distributors in, uh, in Turkey, we're put on in Israel, look at maybe Greece. There's other areas we're expanding. Um, and between Tom and Lisa organizing uh, the sales and market activity uh, uh, in the U.S. as well as directing distribution, uh, we have really good, a good team of people here to promote both TCR and Omega Play in the industry. When you go to market, what's the biggest hurdle right now? I, you know, Omega Pi has been around for a while and the TCR lines have been around for a while. But is the is the issue that fabricators uh, still need to be able to work with the material or is the issue more that just getting it designed in from the start? It's always a design-related thing. You get designed in at the OEM level, printed circuit designer, uh, says, hey, this is a great, great technology. I want to use this as a tool in my PCB design. Once it's in a spec, then they go out to the printed circuit community and say, who's going to support this? And, you know, there is a significant number of uh, board shops, both domestic and foreign, that can run both Omega Ply and TCR. And so really the focus is education. You know, I think the uh, audience would be surprised at how many applications Omega Ply and TCR are actually in. It's kind of like under the radar, no pun intended, uh, but we actually have a lot of applications in consumer electronics, uh, you know, uh, wearable devices, now in automotive, biomedical, and obviously in military or space, space-based LEO satellites, uh, uh, ASA radar systems, uh, trim modules, uh, just a whole variety of areas with new growth in 5G technology, the Internet of Things, and a lot more wearables and sensors. It is an education. Although it's been around a long time, both OmegaFly and TCR, there are a lot of engineers who are out at the OEM level who aren't that familiar with it. And so our job is really as a charter is educating, teaching what's available as a tool, is what you can do with these thin film resistive technologies. And in, in most applications, Omega Ply and TCR are not head-to-head competitive. They're very complementary to each other. You know, Omega Ply makes a 10-ohm per square product. It's used rather extensively in heater elements like uh, microfluidic uh, heaters for bioassays and, and uh, as I said, sal, semi-active laser activation, you know, embedded heater applications where the 10 ohm is just ideal. And on the other side, you have a TCR 1000 ohm per square product. And it seems to be a growing uh, opportunity for us at the higher value resistors. So most of the applications that the two technologies have are complementary. And where they do cross over, they act with, with, with extremely positive aspect of having two technologies that can be qualified for the same kind of program, both manufactured in two separate sites, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, one is a sputtered, one is a plated. So, you know, it gives that, uh, that supply continuity and multiple source of manufacturing supply, you know, the confidence at the OEM level to say, hey, guys, this is a great tool. These are great technologies. 
we can go forth and use this and have confidence they're going to be making that stuff and supplying it to us, you know, for a long time. One of the other moves or a couple of the other moves I think that Quantic has made that are looking very strategic in retrospect uh, was the acquisition of TRM Microwave, which makes RF and microwave components, and Evans Capacitor, which kind of kicked off this whole M&A spree last year. I'm guessing that part of the idea here is that their customers are also your customers. Yeah. Uh, I actually, um, the nice thing about being the vice president and general manager of Omega and uh, Enticer now is I also interface very closely with the vice president and general managers of Evans Capacitor, TRM Microwave, the other acquisitions they had, uh, Corey, uh, uh, there, there's a bunch of them. The, the fact is that, that the focus of, of Quantic is to grow. That's both internally growth, that's organic growth through, you know, growing each business unit by giving them the, uh, the resources and the support to grow their, their, their markets, and also by acquisition. So there are five of us now, uh, PMI, Corey, uh, you know, TRM, Evans, and Omega, Omega slash Tizer. <laughs> that's not stopping there. You're going to be seeing a lot more um, acquisitions over the next number of months uh, by Quantic as it grows this whole specialty uh, electronic uh, components group. It's, uh, it's the focus of Quantic, and they have some really top people running it. Kevin Paramus, our, our, our president uh, and CEO, um, had ran Winchester Connector for 10 years. He worked at uh, Amphenol for many years. He's industry uh, you know, experience. He's, he's a great guy. He really knows the market. Our uh, VP of marketing, uh, Justin, was a, was, a, was a senior vice president at Maycom. You know, all the people that are part of the Quantic leadership group are all industry veterans with, with some uh, significant uh, talents. And, uh, and, and the thing that really surprises me is that when you have a, a mergers and acquisitions of many different companies and put them together, how well we all complement each other, how, how we all get along, how we're all supportive. Some of the new um, distributors that we have overseas, we got through contacts at uh, Evans Capacitor. Some of the opportunities we see in some of the uh, military or space applications are mutual. It's uh, working for the same OEM and we can both complement each other and work with each other. So there's a lot of uh, uh, support, internal business unit support, which is a, a wonderful thing. We all want to we, we all want each other to succeed and we're working together to make that happen. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. We had our first corporate, quantum corporate get together retreat a couple of weeks ago in Rhode Island. We had the uh, VP GMs of each of the business units all together with the quantum leadership. And we got into a room to, to just talk, to spend a few days going over, you know, what direction, strategy, and all that. And the thing that was really shocking, but gratifying, was you have a room where you have the guys who are running each of these independent businesses. There was no egos involved. Every one of us, all of us, were there to kind of give each other support, learn from each other, you know, talk through issues, you know, business things, what we can do to help each other, what we can do to support our, our um, uh, customers, what we can do to, to, to empower and work with our employees and make them, you know, 
really, really motivated and, 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 and delighted to work for individual business units and Quantic in general. It's a, it's a great company and a great focus. I give them a lot of credit and I give uh, Arcline a lot of credit for the vision they have and where they want to go. Yeah, it, it really is quite a bit of management talent that you've accumulated. I've known Kevin. He walked me through the old Teradyne plant before Amphenol had acquired it back almost 20 years ago. And ah, okay. At the time, that was probably as it was arguably the best printed circuit board shop in the country. Um, so the uh, I'm going to get some hate mail for that. <laughs> well, he I, I will tell you, Kevin is an inspiring leader. I uh, I've been in this uh, industry for four decades and. And quite frankly, been been seen it all, been around it all. But he has uh, assembled a talented group of people to run Quantic, and in in all of the groups within Quantic, all of us business units, the Omegas, you know, the Evans Capacitor TRM, they're all motivated. They're all really good companies, and um, it's an exciting thing. You know, you always wonder what's the trepidation of suddenly being being acquired and the M and A's going out there. But I'll tell you, it can be a very positive thing. And I think what you see happening with Quantic Electronics is a very positive thing. It's the right focus. It's the right development. And it puts the emphasis on the individual employees. You know, every employee at every company, you know, within the Quantic organization is important. And, and that's the focus. It's the empowering, not just us business leaders, the VPs and GM, but every individual employee at, at Quantic. You're part of it, guys. You know, you're going to grow with the companies, and, and, and that's important. You know, we want to make this great places to work, great places to support, and great places to grow with. Now, before we wrap, I want to get into some supply chain issues. As you know, that's really been a uh, hot topic this year. How are things looking for you? Are you having any troubles getting any raw materials? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big issue. Um, you know, we fortunately don't have uh, issues in raw, raw materials. You know, we our, our sources in terms of the, the materials that make up the resistive foils, both at Omega and at uh, the, the Tyser Group, uh, you know, I think we have good, secure supply chains. If anything, there, it does make it a little harder is that lead times have opened up a bit. So you kind of have to anticipate not what sales are going to be next month, but maybe next quarter. And so it's a little tougher to plan, but it's something that we have to accommodate. We obviously see pricing pressures on raw materials, uh, things like copper foil, uh, chemicals, but we also see pricing pressures on some of the packaging materials, corrugated plastic, cardboard. Wooden boxes for shipping have gone up ridiculously. I guess uh, they'd rather use the wood to build a new house than to build a box to ship product out the door. So all those are, are putting pressure on the industry. So our suppliers and our subcontractors, like the uh, laminators out in the industry, I know a lot of them are increasing prices um, and adjusting prices due to price pressure. We've just recently had a, a do the same thing. We've had a, you know, after towing the line for many years, we've had to do some price adjustments just because of the uh, uh, increased costs that we've seen over the last uh, uh, half half a year or so, and. Unfortunately, we don't see that pressure diminishing. I mean, you're having critical shortages of things like ICs on the market, 
critical shortages of uh, copper, uh, competing reasons to use it, uh, whether it's for uh, electronic battery or whether you use it for a printed circuit board, it puts a demand in, on the resources out there. Uh, that's also coupled with a shortage of people. Um, it's very hard finding people to work. Uh, right now, we have some open order, uh, open positions at Omega. We'd like to go ahead and hire more people, and I know Tyser as well. So, you know, getting people and 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 growing the business those are challenges. As is uh, working with the raw material suppliers and trying to trying to keep inventory and stock. And the key here is making sure that you always have that to supply the end user because we have an obligation to supply them. We're always going to want to have product on hand to supply. We're not going to be a gating item uh, for any application out there. Have you happened to notice whether any of the, the orders that are coming in, do you, do you get the sense that the order window is, is widening a bit? You know, one of the things that I'm hearing is that manufacturers are getting a little bit, and suppliers for that matter, are getting a little bit better sense insofar as, um, what's going to come not just three months or six months, but even nine months um, down the road. Right. The nature of our business has always been, here's an order and ship it tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, and there's still a lot of that happening, okay, uh, Mike? But I will tell you that there, uh, there, there has been more visibility, I think, uh, to the degree that our customers have their visibility. They know we're all, you know, in a bind. They, they know that we're all trying to, to forecast, you know, what kind of demands are going to be out there. So if they know that they're going to need something in two or three or four months from now, you know, they'll go and let us know that. And uh, if they can't even place an order for something that's, you know, multi-months away, which to us is great having that kind of visibility for planning. Uh, but we, we got to be responsive. Uh, as much as we, we like to have uh, orders, you know, three months from now, we know that many of our customers don't have the ability to have that that foresight. Uh, so a lot of them say, here's an order, and boy, we need that quickly. And so we have to also be very responsive to that. Uh, you know, keep enough uh, inventory of, uh, of finished goods ready to respond and supply the industry in a timely fashion. You know, that is happening. That, that absolutely has to happen. But, yeah, we are seeing a little bit more visibility out there as well. Although I will tell you, it's not just, you know, the same demand stretched out. We are seeing increasing demand out there in a number of the opportunities as we grow, um, you know, both us and Tyser. It's a very positive thing. Last year was a record year for us at Omega, and we're continuing that trend. Well, knock on wood, it continues, right? Well, absolutely. You know, that's, the you know, again, Support the customers, support the applications, get the technology known, uh, you know, do what we have to, to to make sure they're satisfied. If they're satisfied, you have a happy customer, you'll have a happy Omega Tizer, okay? And ultimately a happy Quantic. That's the direction we are uh, all headed. Well, Bruce, thank you for the insights. Our guest today has been Bruce Mahler of Omega and Tizer Technologies, and good luck as you work through this very hectic year. Yep. Well, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate it and uh, in my regards. This podcast has been brought to you by Turnkey Pro from Sierra Circuits. Turnkey Pro is the simplest platform for sourcing all your components, uploading specs for fabrication and assembly, and receiving an instant quote, all online in fewer than 15 minutes.
Try Turnkey Pro by Sierra Circuits today and use promo code PCBCHAT to receive $200 off your next order. For PCB Chat, this is Mike Buto. Have a nice day.